Hello there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Today's guest is Beth Zucchino, an organist and harpsichordist from California. And she is the founder and the director of Concert Artist Cooperative, an international association of soloists and ensembles, which has been advertising together uh, for 28 years now, as well as the designer and caretaker of Creative Arts Series, a diverse and embracing Northern California-based outreach for all ages and abilities with a primary focus on the organ and its literature. Beth is also the dean of the Redwood Empire AGO chapter and uh, she uh, resides with her immediate family along with their llama, three alpacas, three rabbits, two cats and two dogs on Jacob's Jamboree mini farm in Sebastopol. She extends their peaceful country environment to visitors from near through far and around the world. In today's conversation, Beth will share her insights about what it takes to lead this organization, Concert Artist Cooperative, what it takes to um, manage a diverse group of soloists and ensembles from around the world, and um, what it takes to organize organ events in this ever-changing organ landscape as it is today. I hope you will find this conversation inspiring. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much, Beth, uh, for doing this uh, conversation. I'm so thrilled that we'll be talking about things we love, and uh, and uh, we have uh, so much to discuss in this brief conversation because, of course, you're doing such a tremendous work for the organ world, leading this wonderful organization uh, for 28 years now, right? So can you tell us, our listeners, uh, for starters, uh, how did you become interested in organ? How did you uh, fell in love, basically, with the organ? Oh my, that's interesting. That goes back to um, being introduced to a Hammond home organ, as in electronic. And it was my brother Bob who took me to a neighbor and friend's house, and it really caught my attention. Uh, and the instrument that we had in our church in upstate New York, in Owego, New York, was also a Hammond. So when I eventually was able to, I had adequate piano lessons, I was able to take organ. Uh, the instrument which I practiced on was in the Methodist church in Owego, New York. And it wasn't until Oh, some years later that really that I was really exposed very thoroughly to a pipe organ was when I went to Syracuse University. And that was because my teacher, my organ teacher in high school, had gone there. Mm-hmm. And at that time I hadn't planned to go to college, but the guidance counselor got a hold of me and um, said, you ought to be going to college. <laughs> you know, so one thing led to another and I majored in organ at Syracuse University. Uh, when Arthur Poistier was still there, however, Will Hadley was my teacher. Wonderful, wonderful. I am uh, sure you have so t- 
treasured memories from your uh, early years as an organist, right? Uh, how you, for example, um, climbed all the instruments and uh, became interested in, in these organ, deli- delightful organ sounds, mysterious sometimes organ sounds, right? Do you remember any of these stories from these early days? Which, uh, which, uh, which made this experience of playing the organ all the more um, valuable to you? Oh, let me think about that uh, as to a story. I think what was coming to mind as you were talking about sounds and being someone who was really a novice and unfamiliar in high school, uh, my teacher at the time would play recordings for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think about, you know, listening to music now as you would and so many of us, our colleagues, um, you know, really fine uh, classical music. Um, it just pulled me in. It was just unbelievable. And now that I know what I know and that I have studied and I've been out and about performing and now I have with Concert Artists Cooperative an opportunity to listen to a lot of different people who are interested in being on our roster, you know, view their professional recordings. Um, but that's where it started, you know, but it is awesome. I'm sorry I don't get to play much anymore, but that's where I'm at, and I'm happy to be presenting people and assisting others, you know, with the promotional tool of advertising and then my own series here in Santa Rosa. So, but who knows? I may get back to all this. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and Beth, tell me a little bit uh, about the idea to start uh, this organization uh, some 28 years ago. Uh, how did you come up with the idea to create a concert or artist cooperative? You know, it's, uh, I'm sure there were uh, previous organizations similar, maybe not the same that you do today, but maybe, um, you know, artist management companies, right? And uh, what led you to this mm, idea of creating it for yourself? Well, that is easy for me to think back to. And, you know, we're talking about, we're about to go into our 29th year uh, come April. Uh, So we're closing in on 30 years, which is amazing to me. But that it went back in, in the late 80s. Uh, the idea came up. I was working at the organ festival, which took place in San Anselmo with Sandra Sutherland, and I was her administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. But it was during that time before I became a mom uh, that I was performing. I spent the uh, pretty much the 80s. In the 80s, I was out and about uh, establishing myself as a performer. And at some point in there, I actually went under management with a small operation, which you may know this person's name, Paula Pugh Romanow. You might be a friend on Facebook. Okay. And we tried that for a year and a half, and it ended up not being particularly successful. But then Paula and I know now. I mean, we, we actually reconnected on Facebook a few years ago, which has been really great, and we can have the, the most personal conversations, um, you know, with private messaging, and it's really wonderful. Uh, but her management did not continue. You know, things happened, you know, in her life, things shifted around, you know, and, as in all of our lives. 
And it was after that experience um, and being here and there, I was in Southern California during that time too. When I first set up a series with the Leipzig Chorale Preludes uh, and also the Bronze Chorale Preludes, which I ended up taking on the road, uh, which helped me begin to get established, uh, you know, away from Los Angeles. Um, but I became, you know, whether I went to a seminar or uh, a convention, uh, I learned and I could see what was going on. I was really paying attention to other performers and I would say to myself, well, geez, I can, you know, how we do. Well, I can do that and I can do that so much better, you know. But then after the experience with uh, being under management and finding that, say, having it really settle in, that this is just a tool. And even if someone is under management, whether it's non-traditional, and you're correct, because there were uh, a few small um, non-traditional managements at that time when I got this rolling with just 12 people. And like, a, I guess it was a, a third of a page or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we weren't in the die pace and we were just in the American organist. Um, but there was so much interest I mean, it just went up like that. You know, I thought, well, let's try this. So it just kind of one of those things. It's, uh, it, it wasn't music, but it was part of the creative process, which we have as our gifts, our personal gifts. And it just seemed out of my own personal experiences how it evolved. So it was organic, so to speak, and um, just a natural thing. And it, it quickly went to a full page. And to me, this felt... This felt very right because it felt like a good thing to happen. Even though I wasn't pushing to do that, it was just happening. And it seemed to make sense in our particular, um, here in this country, in the United States, uh, that there have been two major managements for a long time, traditional managements, and that being Philip Tuckenbrod and also the Karen McFarland uh, management, which was John McElligott's. Of course. And, um, but it put us somewhere, you know, in the middle in a very different way. Uh, so trying to, uh, not copying anybody, it never would be my intention to do that, but to try to keep the non-traditional format uh, and keep it at that size. Eventually, we had a website, mm -hmm. you know, which changed things a lot. Eventually, I started using PayPal, you know, to take in the monthly uh, fees that people um, not fees in terms of not taking money from people playing concerts. Um, this is really has been a mission, you know, but the monthly amount that each artist or ensemble pays in order to be, um, to pay for the advertisement. Yes. So, and I, I always really want people to understand that, that this is not a profiting, it's not meant to be profitable. Uh, it's not meant to lose money. Uh, but it is a, it's a mission because I thought there was a need for this, especially say we'll say at that level, you know, where it isn't, um, you know, a smaller group, but it's one that actually pre presents itself uh, in that same largeness uh, with as fine quality as possible. You know, eventually I started as I started looking for people to have professional recordings. And we didn't begin that way. We began that way with people that I was aware of. Um, and again, it was just amazing. It just, I remember Eileen Gunther at the time. She was one of our, our initial uh, people in the 12. She just couldn't believe it. 
how quickly it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's almost it felt very meant to be, meant to happen. I mean, if you think now here at this point in time, uh, I mean, we could only exist for another year or two, but I don't think that's the case. It's my hope uh, that there will be someone who will be transition and take it forward, that it really will be sustainable and that it will matter. Yeah. And I have someone in mind, but, you know, and that person knows that. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Of course, uh, 28th and or even 29th years, uh, it's even, it's a very long time, right? Do you remember those days at the beginning uh, where you started um, this agency? Do you... Um, Can you can you say that the the scene of management and organ uh, organ event planning has changed uh, throughout the years so much that that uh, it's entirely different now situation or not? How is different well, from the beginning, basically? I, I can't I can't I can't say specifically. Uh, although if I start rambling, I might be able to. Uh, It has to have, it's changed, I think, over that time. I mean, there's, I think there's an awareness, you know, not real heavy duty of all of us, you know, being out and about. But I think of it as we're all in this together. I don't think of it as competition. I just think, say, in advertising, this is just another opportunity. I, I hear from so many people. I always help people. It doesn't matter if they're in Concert Artists Cooperative. I really try to help whoever writes to me. Um, it has, there's been some time limitation with that, especially with family uh, in the past couple of years uh, with family crises. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're doing well there now because we're out of the destructiveness and we're into the constructiveness, which is really great. Um, but I, so I've lapsed a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I believe it has, it has changed. I think it, it changes along with the entire profession Uh, and what it does, you know, being out and about performing. Um, I'm amazed how many people, they're just not, you know, under management, as, you know, with yourself. I'm not aware of anything in Lithuania or someplace in Europe that you're connected with, and correct me if I'm wrong there. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm doing all alone, yeah. All by yourself. By, um, I'm yeah. impressed. I'm really impressed. So it, it, it depends on the person and what they can do. Uh, on their own, but then there's also when you are in a group, you know, whether it is, uh, is it Orgel Verica, I can't remember, oh, Vinverk, yeah. uh, it's one of the smaller non-traditional managements, uh, and there are others, I don't mean to exclude anyone, you know, from that, um, that this is, uh, it's a tool, and it does help to have your face in um, an ad, but Under any circumstances, to me, and this is really my understanding, whether you're, if you choose to be in a management, uh, whether it's traditional or non-traditional, you have to promote yourself. Absolutely. It's really, yes, uh-huh. It's the person, uh, what their, their gifts are, what they offer, uh, they become known, Uh, for fine performances or whatever, you know, maybe they do seminars, uh, they have specialties. Uh, the, the person themselves, the personality, I think is very important. You know how they connect with other people. Uh, we'll keep them going well. Um, so thinking back to 
what I do just as director and founder of Concert Artists Cooperative, I look for that, you know, with people, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that they will be that, they will be social, mm-hmm. you know, they will be nice, you know, they'll, their picture will show that they're friendly, you know, sure. um, not, not standoffish or whatever. Well, you mentioned you mentioned that uh, the person has to be also proactive, right? You have to promote yourself, um, and it it also is similar, I think, in the publishing work world. Uh, for example, if you are a composer and you, you want to publish your works, right, compositions with a major publisher, and um, you approach that publisher, for example, to uh, to uh, to publish your newest composition, a sonata or symphony or or fantasy or chorale prelude, anything, and um, you have to understand probably that um, the publisher won't do the promotional work for you alone. You know, you have to work co- uh, in 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 cooperation uh, as much as possible. You know, uh, because. Yes. I think uh, I understand that in earlier times, maybe 20 years ago, 15, even 15 years ago, it was easier um, to do this kind of thing for major uh, publishers and publishing houses where they have these catalogs and everything. Uh, um, Because simply there was... Um, uh, much less competition uh, in, in, in publishing, for example. But now there are uh, hundreds of composers, you know, even organ composers, and everybody is, uh, uh, is having some hopes to be heard and published and known and uh, famous, for example. So there is very fierce competition, I think, and the person who who puts puts his own uh, voice out there works uh, through 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 the internet and other things, social social media as well, and gets a following day after day, little by little. Then a little bit, it's easier for the uh, publisher to promote that person as well. As opposed mm-hmm. to earlier, uh, when it was much, much, you know, you put an ad uh, in in on TV or, or or in a major magazine, and people notice your ad. Uh, but now it's it's so much noise, you know, so much noise online that that this ad might, you know, get little attention. I think so. There was there was more of, and it, it, and of course it goes into other you know uh, fields as well. You know, easily beyond music, you know, publishing beyond our general category of music, you know, that big category. I mean, uh, cooperating with your doctor, for that matter, or, you know, other professionals. I think we have to be involved, you know, whatever we do. And so in this case, people need to be proactive, as you said, with whatever they're doing and whatever's comfortable for them. But they, you no longer, and this is because of the way things have changed with uh, digitally. I mean, we're just so able to, here we sit talking with each other and, and people can only hear us, you know, but we can see each other. Uh, what a what a pleasure. Um, you're in Lithuania and I'm in California. Uh, we can talk about something that really matters to us. Yeah. Uh, it's a matter of our hearts. Um, and... We couldn't have done this, nope. <laughs> you know. I just I just got my Skype, you know. So this is new to me. This is only the second Skype I've done, and we're doing another one this afternoon, which relates to my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be great, you know. Yeah. So but, yeah. But I think 
the way things have changed in on our abilities to communicate with one another around our planet is just it's it's traumatic yeah. <laughs> you know it's dramatic it's dramatic you know all those yeah. things some people can't even you know comprehend how can we sit here uh, and uh, uh, having uh, some continents apart yes uh, and and still talk in real time right in real time it's it's uh, uh, like early mo- morning in california and late at night in lithuania but still we are having this live conversation right it's amazing uh-huh. right and uh, 15 years ago it wouldn't be possible wouldn't uh, at all probably we couldn't not it it would be hard to even dream about that at that time yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and I, what i was meaning to say is that uh, because of this if, of this competition everybody is doing this self promotion you know self proactive yes. work every organist mm-hmm. uh, you see on facebook everybody is on facebook everybody sharing their work as much as possible and what i mean is is there are too much clutter because of this clutter uh, and noise uh, um, and uh, people are you know promoting themselves not to the right person not to the right place not to the right uh, agency or or church you know organization concert venue uh, and uh, doing sometimes this um, without um, you know homework preparation because it's it's complex work as you know for from 29 years of operation you cannot hope to you know <laughs> uh, you know uh, get uh, the contract with with the good uh, international organ music festival just by sending a link to your youtube channel and saying uh, please organize f- you know a concert series for me right you have yeah. to be very you have to be very um, conscious of the of another person who is reading your email or a letter and what is he or she thinking right it's a complex thing and you have to read their mind first of all it, it is and of course i got a variety of you know very a couple of sentences and a, and a link to very well thought out um correspondence mm-hmm. and I, I just think back myself when I started being online more and got the website for Concert Artists Cooperative, then I had one for my series and the little farm. And anyway, um, it takes time to learn the more you use uh, that you need to be target carefully. I'm not a very good targeter. You know, I kind of like, I like to ramble and, you know, think about, think about all kinds of things, but, uh, to focus and to keep things in balance. So when, if you're, you're reaching out and looking for performing opportunities, it needs to be done not with abandon. It's like, uh, okay, well, I say to people, if somebody's kind of at a loss as to what to do, well, think about where you'd like to go. Geographically, you know, in this country, in the United States, or in in Lithuania, or someplace in the world, yeah. and then you know go from there. And it was just recently that um, Jim uh, Hicks, who's done wonderful recordings uh, of Scandinavian music that really hasn't been heard, um, asked me about wanting to organ festivals, and since. 
I'm, I hear from a lot of different people. I suggested that he be in touch with, now let me see if I'm going to remember the person's name. Oh, uh, Michael Gruber. You know who that is. Yeah. Okay. And I said, now, I don't know, but I, let me look back here and see if I've got the last list that he sent out that related to festivals. And I thought that was a good thing, a, a good resource. And I said, here's this. Now, uh, you know, Michael's really nice. You know, I'm sure he'll be happy to, you know, hear from you. Uh, he may have uh, a complete list, you know, of those festivals. And I think that, again, I don't think he would mind. Jim has really established himself. It seems so quickly, but it, it has taken years. And then getting away from his church work and then doing all these recordings. Um, but anyway, he, he said it was helpful. I mean, I always want to know that it's helpful. And he got back to me and said, this is really great help. You just give somebody. And this is, I'm not, again, I'm not managing. I'm not like hands-on managing. But I'm giving, I'm helping when I can. I'm facilitating here and there. Yeah. But I try to, you know, stand back and not do too much. But on the other hand, try to look at it as individuals who are under my care. You know what? Can I do the help? Yeah, uh, I'm sure you you get uh, emails like that, uh, and all I also do because uh, we have these uh, Saturday organ concert series in our Vilnius University St. John's Church, and I'm sure in your festival too, people you know write the short note. I'm such a such an organist, concert organist from you know whatever country, and um, uh, please arrange uh, if possible a concert for me. You know, I would be delighted. Arrange, arrange, arrange yeah. a concert in your festival, for example. What do we do? Yes. We always, we instantly delete this message because we get these messages hundreds of times per day, probably, because uh, the person who is writing such a message hasn't done any research about uh, what we do, right? Uh, he hasn't thought about any of the issues with audience about the recitals anything that might uh, be be uh, valuable to know uh, to us as organizers right uh, beforehand about the risks involved who is he or she that we should uh, be risking right uh, to to accept in our venue or festival so i think uh, people need to understand how how tremendously complicated uh, um, this promotion is uh, because you too uh, you are putting um, the advertisement in these magazines right and doing another prom other promotional works which is visible right to people uh, like like on the magazine but you do this invisible uh, behind the scene works all the day right all day long um, which oh, people oh, don't yes. know about so, yeah. so, uh, and it, it's a good six months out of the year that, mm -hmm. yes, it's the whole thing is getting set up in order to sustain it from year to year. But I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, yes, yeah. So, Beth, because we are on this uh, subject, um, can you? Uh, can you describe a little bit uh, your day, day-to-day -day activities as a, as a uh, as a leader of this organization? What do you do? Oh gosh, there's so much else that I do that is, you know so different than concert artist cooperative um i mean my family is my priority it always is and even though my kids are now um my son is almost 23 and my daughter's uh heading quickly toward 18. um you know my my husband uh we have we're on a little mini farm and for the past 14 years there's a variety of animals here so there's cares that need to happen for them uh i had hoped I'd get more help from my family, but I 
do that, you know, for the llamas and the alpacas. It's not extensive. It's just an acre and a half, okay? Wonderful. Um, bunnies, the dogs, the cats, the parakeets, there's one fish, and, well, we just had a rat die, and believe it or not, it was really very sad that Kiwi died, you know, and the is still there. Okay, but this is part of what I do. I, I'm primarily here, uh, but I also, for the past couple of years, and I'm guessing for another year, I'm dean of the Redwood Empire chapter of the American Guild of Organists. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that except the group was going into a black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I go, oh, when I got word of it, I thought, no, no, there are people here. They're just, they're, they're in the woodwork. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, and there's 35 people roughly. And uh, so I got involved in that. But then again, there's my series and um, I also have a vacation rental. That was my idea for an investment, mm-hmm. you know, to change portfolio. And it's been very good. And this is going on three years um, that this has been, uh, again, it's a, a good real estate investment. Um, but I do, I, there's always, I'm always watching, you know, for all these various things. But with Concert Artist Cooperative, let's see, what am I doing today? Um, you know what? Church musicians mm-hmm. and even university ones are pretty busy right now. Exactly. And I'm actually at the point where I've got the roster set. The 29th roster is set. I was minus, I still had a couple of openings, but I thought, okay, we may trim this back a row, you know, in another year anyway, and we'll be okay, you know, financially. So we're, we're ready to roll. And I've set out contracts. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from people to return their contract, you know, either in snail mail or, you know, signed, um, you know, they can scan it and return it to me that way, you know, email-wise. And then we're coming up on a string of deadlines Mm -hmm. in January, you know, which is, they don't, they don't have to worry, they know I'll come through, you know, and, (laughs) but it's, it's, that's, again, back to, that's one of the things I do. And so, again, this, we're within a six-month period at the moment, October through, say, uh, the first of April, mm-hmm. that there are things happening and you have to pay attention. I have to pay attention to anybody who uh, takes over my position, you know, here in the next couple of years, hopefully, will be doing the same. But then the uh, the first ad this year, since this is National AGO Convention in the United States this year, it's due the end of January. Mm-hmm. And then mid-February, uh, the new uh, American Organist ad is due. And then in uh, the 1st of March, the Dipacement ad is due. And then we need to, by the 1st of April, because that's the beginning of our contract, 1st of April through the end of March, the website has to be refreshed, mm-hmm. you know, with the new uh, people. Yeah. So, and, but I, I'm all, it, it does really go year-round, though, because people do inquire. And I'm, I'm finding it, I find it amazing, not only with Concert Artists Cooperative, but with my Creative Art series, and I'm sure, again, with your church series, people do, I mean, I look and watch, but oftentimes someone who contacts me, uh, it's, they're very good people, mm-hmm. and or ensembles, soloists, and I engage them, and I take a look at what they're offering, and just recently, uh, I'm almost set up for Creative Art series, uh, next, not the, this season is next season. You know, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not really finished, but it's kind of it's close to being penciled in. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot of this is because some people have contacted me, and they were really truly fine musicians, mm-hmm. you know, solos or ensembles, and I thought. This is great, and I'm sure you get this. I mean, um, you know, it's really nice. But I'm kind of wandering from what you asked me about, mm-hmm. and I don't just do concert artist cooperative, but it really is the biggest, say, enterprise, yeah. quote unquote, you know, that I have and I've had. It's the longest uh, existing enterprise, which I feel very good about having done. Of I'm course, of course, Bessie, you're doing. Uh, I think work that matters to the to this group of uh, musicians so much because you're facilitating their career, right? Concert career, uh, mus- musical career, so much because you are helping their voice to be heard uh, across the continents, right? With these um, ad- advertisement means and other activities that you do that wouldn't be possible if they do it, uh, done it alone, you know, on their own, for example. Like uh, some people try to pr- promote themselves, but uh, not all of them are successful, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And also, this is uh, it's economical, you know, for any of these non-traditional managements uh, to band together in that way, and and in the traditional sense of a cooperative. Um, exactly. And uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, what is uh, number one important? Uh, characteristic of the organist who who hopes to be successful in today's world in concert uh, engagements for example if if he or she hopes to get these engagements uh, today for example in this landscape of, of ever-changing landscape right uh, what is number one characteristic that people should should have or strive to acquire for example I think um and I went through this with Philip Manuel recently. He and I are about the same age, and we've been uh, friends, really close friends and colleagues for some years, and he's in Reno, Nevada right now. I think what you offer to people is really important, uh, that being something that is attractive and appealing. Uh, and I think more of us are doing that, too. But we're doing it. We're not only doing it because we know that's good. We're doing it because... It starts inside, and we ourselves want to find something that hasn't been overdone, that we love, and we can share with people. Um, You know, other than that, uh, I mean, I think people, some people are naturally connectors, you know, with others, and that means in performing and with doing communication that is necessary. Uh, You can't, uh, people can learn that. You know, if they're young and they're not so good, but I'm thinking about somebody right now who's um, Wyatt, Wyatt, his last name, uh, on Facebook. I'm trying to, he's in the Dakotas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of of the name from the past. His his, uh, last name is not coming up. Maybe it's Smith. Anyway, it's, um, maybe it'll come back to me. I think he might, he's a very young man. And he's from the Dakotas in, in the United States, and he started his university work there, and then he went on to New Haven. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm not sure if he's complete yet, but he's natural. He's just such a natural at self-promotion. Um, and he's out, he's friendly, he's gifted. You know, doing your homework is so important to practice and play um, sensitively and accurately. Um, it, that is very important. And it's important. People want to see recordings. They do, you know, and they cost money. Exactly. Um, but you can get around that. You know, everybody's an individual. Uh, I think if you're gifted and you have the uh, stamina and the drive, you'll you'll find the windows mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you'll go forward. And you mentioned that you have to think about the the interest of, of your about your work in in terms of how how your listeners will perceive you. How uh, is your work really? standing out from others, right? Uh, because mm -hmm. there are hundreds and thousands of organists playing classical organ repertoire, right? And you probably have to be unique, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, uh, the, the answer probably of success today. You have to be probably remarkable, right? To stand out from the crowd. Remarkable, uh-huh. To extraordinary. Um, it was interesting because uh, recently um, Christine Westock, soprano, and her husband, Timothy Allen, came here and played on my series, uh, Soprano and Organ Concert, which was really great. At the same time, and I'm just thinking how Organ Plus or other keyboards plus, um, Paul Jacobs, and I don't remember her name, but Christine Westock told me it was one of her teachers, mm -hmm. you know, was at Davies Hall. Yeah. You know, in San Francisco, in the same time frame, you know, around the same time. Uh, but that is, that's an enhancement, you know, of the instrument. And you can still play organ literature and, you know, do programs. And you, you've done organ and flute. I remember how we were talking about that for a while. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a beautiful program, but... My first CD was uh, organ and flute, yeah. Uh -huh. And we cooperated uh, with this wonderful flutist, Gedrus Gelgotas, who is, um, I would say, probably the best uh, flutist of his generation, probably, in Lithuania. And, um, yes, it's a tremendous joy to play with him. Um, and, um, and uh, yes, this was my first recording. And... Um, you, you probably want to continue your, your story, right? So tell us a little bit uh, uh, how can a person can be remarkable in today's world? Or maybe you, 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 you met some remarkable organists, right? And can you describe how they are different from the rest of us? Why are they that way? Hmm, interesting. I, f I think uh, they're doing something that nobody else is doing, right? That's the first characteristic, right? Something very unique, something very, let's say, risky, right? Uh, imagine, do you remember the first recital when you saw uh, organist play with the video projector, you know? Uh, a long time ago, probably, when it was a novelty. And uh, the organ was in the balcony, for example. Nobody could see the organist. But suddenly this novel technology came out and uh, some, somebody 
the first person uh, wanted to to put a screen, you know, with projector and camera and record the whole thing and broadcast it live to the audience. And it was risky, right? Uh, probably in the mind of that person. But... Uh, the risk uh, was worth it, I think. So it's just an example, of course, of, of how to be remarkable. But uh, there are many, right? Others. Yeah, to do, to, to um, like you say, take a risk mm -hmm. and do something that is not the normal. Um, I think that is really important. And uh, to think it through, though, uh, I, I wouldn't just be, be careful. I would be careful about, you know, what you're doing. Um, it depends on the venue, you know, where all that's happening. Uh, but, the, but yes, being, um, I'm thinking about a person in particular who, and it's not in that way, although I'm sure she would be open to doing that, who I found to be a good, say, role model organist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all are going to different situations and we're not always perfect, you know, but when Faith Freeze came here, and she's down at the University of Alabama. Uh, she's just so upbeat. Mm -hmm. She just bubbles all over the place. And when she plays, um, and again, maybe maybe not always, but when she was here, she was smashing. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't. She was. She's really nice. <laughs> you know, she's genuine. You know, it comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that she does, and she's. You know, she has students there and all that. So this is really important. Um, you know, this is just an individual. And again, this is not about, you know, video projection and all that. Although I do know, and I didn't get to go to the concert, the Organist Guild recently, and that was because I connected with the chair of the department down at uh, Sonoma State University in Bonner Park, finally. I've been trying to do this for like 13, 14 years since I've been up here. But we actually, he wanted to, he'd been wanting to do an afterlude, he was calling it. Uh, with the program of organ and brass that uh, Jonathan Dimmick was going to be involved in before Thanksgiving USA here uh, just this past month. Uh, but he was going to set up, you know, video and all that, and I heard it all went really well. But they did the organ and brass program, and then afterward, the uh, AGO chapter, our AGO chapter, uh, spent a little money to support that afterlude, you know, which I, it was a good thing for the AGO mission to do that. Um, to try to get, and they had a, a fairly full house, and um, people, most of the people stayed. You know, I got secondhand knowledge from people who I asked for, I didn't ask, and they offered, uh, which was really good. Um, but I, I don't know, there's lots of possibilities out there still, and I, I don't think the possibilities will go away, you know, for any topic, you know, for that matter. Exactly. You know, on our planet, you know. I think, uh, I think, uh, when there is um, such a fierce competition between the people who play organ professionally and in concerts, um, one has to think um, completely differently, and not even out of the box, but maybe around the edges of the box, so to say, because uh, th try things that that are necessarily you know obvious for example um for example um you know sometimes we can do concerts uh, with uh, like organ demonstrations right uh, for kids for example for a group of young people uh, youth and 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 just 
demonstrate the sounds of the organ, talk about the history, talk about the construction of the instrument, uh, uh, the details about the mechanicals, mechanics uh, are very uh, interesting and fascinating to the young people, right? Always. So, I've, I've, I saw doing this uh, organist very, very successfully sometimes, yes. And uh, that's one of the ways to be remarkable to do to do something a little different than others you know uh, everybody's playing you know uh, baroque music romantic music a little bit of modern music and uh, basically that's that's all they're doing but if you do something something uh, from the, from another perspective right or or improvisation for example uh, sometimes i play I play, especially these days, uh, storytelling improvisations uh, about uh, biblical themes, about uh, legends and myths from various parts of the world, uh, like uh, fairy tales, like uh, like folks, uh, folk tales, and that's amazing to people that you can print the 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 uh, the the action actual what's happening in the story for them in the program and they can close their eyes and and imagine in in musical ideas what i'm doing you know from the balcony and it's it's always risky because you have to improvise non-stop for one hour but it's if you can do this it's so rewarding people sometimes are transferred to another world basically so that's oh, what that is- I, yeah that is fantastic. It I is. love that. Yeah, it is. Um, now, do you, uh, do they have um, like a text in hand exactly, to yeah. refer to? Yeah. Yes. Like uh, uh-huh. last summer, I played, uh, um, or even uh, this, this past month, when was this, uh, the day of Saint Cecilia, uh, November twenty. Second, and I played on the Saturday, November twenty-first recital, improvisation recital at my in my church, and uh, this was done after the poem of seventeenth-century uh, English poet John Dryden. Do you know this song of Saint Cecilia? He wrote uh, uh, from harmony, from universal, universal harmony. Yeah. Yeah, the Ode to Saint Yeah, that Handel uh-huh. uh, uh, wrote the cantata, be- or cantata based on these words. So I printed and transcribed into Lithuanian this text. Somebody else made it rhyme into Lithuanian. It's a, it was a lot of work, but uh, but uh, people had these eight stanzas of text, and I improvised eight eight uh, musical scenes for an hour. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> and it was, so I'm That's just great. saying, it's just one of the thousands possi- of possibilities oh. how to be yes. different, right? And, and uh, you, you are really, uh, you're using your creativity, you know, to the fullest, you know, and I, I'm thinking, you know, people cannot be faint-hearted, mm-hmm. you know, in our profession or with anything else. I mean, it's hard because we do, we all go up and down, you know, but, uh, Hopefully, when we go down, we come back up, you know, even more, you know, strong uh, to be out there, you know, in our world and, and the smallness, but the very, all the competition and largeness in a sense, um, you just really have to not give up. You have to be very determined, um, try not to lose heart, you know, with what you're doing. And then maybe you do decide, well, you don't want to do this, you know, but by all means, if you think 
you don't just dream it. You think you want to do this, go out and see how you can do it, mm-hmm. you know, in what ways you can do it, whether it's just very nearby or uh, far away or, you know. That's great. I love what you did. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Beth. Um, you know, the, the opportunities are, are fantastic today to, uh, to read uh, online stories from other countries, from other traditions like... Uh, 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 like uh, I read uh, a myth about uh, monsters, basically uh, from from uh, Iceland. You know, it's so next <laughs> next Christmas I will not play uh, Christ- usual Christmas story like I will be playing tomorrow, for example, on the biblical story of nativity. That's very classical and risk free. Everybody will love it. But next Christmas I will try to improvise a story about this. Um, ogres <laughs> called Grilla from Iceland who around the Christmas time uh, comes comes down from her uh, uh, mountains in, in Iceland and eats bad children <laughs> imagine that yeah. and, she, and, she oh has this, and she has this uh, uh, black cat uh, who, who eats not only bad children but also good children as well so scandinavians <laughs> and icelandic people are crazy right so but that is really scary it is scary but i will try to do this next time so <laughs> so I think, I, I'm, I'm really curious here i have to this is sort of like a sideline but i i watch a lot of different things on netflix and i'm thinking uh i was just finishing watching the series continuum uh-huh. have you seen that at all no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, when you're talking parallel worlds uh-huh. and you know wormholes and, uh-huh. and you know time traveling and all that, but uh, you know some of that, you know, eventually becomes classic. That would make good fodder, you know, for these improvisations. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I think uh, people who who don't uh, dare to improvise can still create musical stories something similar you know like uh, you know take the works of Bach and create a story about Bach's life or take uh, the works of Frank and create a story about Frank's life with with um, short interludes uh, uh, when narration uh, uh, tells a story from you know famous events of their lives that's also amazing and remarkable and uh, very educational and sometimes inspiring too so, mm-hmm. so, and I think, uh, um, in terms of your work, what you're doing with with the management management of of these soloists and ensemble, it's so much easier to offer offer a program like that to the organizers uh, who are looking something different, right? Something engaging, mm-hmm. something inspiring, not not uh, not necessarily. You know, traditional organ concert, very bleak, and um, you know, uh, such a a anybody could do organ uh, uh, concerts. But if you offer something that nobody else can do, only this soloist or only this ensemble with with a special program, then you are, I think, uh, on the right track, and and you will be loved for this. Probably by some. I think so. Some people will not understand what you're doing. Probably they will be uh, very uh, scared of the possible risks that you take, right? But some will love love you for that, and these will be your customers, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, 
And I, I'm just thinking back when I was in the 80s when I was performing. And another uh, set that I put together were, they were all preludes and fugues. And they're not overly done preludes and fugues. The Sassan, six preludes and fugues, and the three Mendelssohn. And it really made, when people could take all of them in one concert, you know, in their slot at their venue. Uh, I remember playing um, at the Mormon Tabernacle in Salt Lake City. I had to trim the program somewhat, but that was okay. But that was really well received. And I think people, people who knew were surprised. It's, it's always great to get other organists to come along with what you're doing, you know, and really be moved. And they're really surprised, you know, that they... And they really got engaged in it. But that isn't, again, this is, isn't something, you know, I think maybe we can call it remarkable. I don't know if it's extraordinary, but it's just a different set um, to offer to people. And if, if the musician, the performer, the organist, or is convinced, has done their homework, then everybody will have a wonderful time, you know, together on whatever instrument, you know, it happens on. Yeah, and afterward will spre- help spread the world, the world, basically by sharing the stories. Absolutely, because yes. uh, because um, uh, advertisement alone won't cut it. Probably in today's world, you have to be, you have to create a story in people's mind that they would want to share it with their friends, with with their families. You right? Imagine somebody went to this remarkable concert or recital and then came back to the family and said wow i saw the person uh, doing uh, these uh, these things and uh, this uh, dance group improvised together and they were remarkable creating you know let's say uh, a, a musical story about uh, let's say creation of the world i, I ne- haven't and uh, haven't seen anything like this and of course they are compelled to tell the story to their friends, and uh, mm-hmm. and for you as organizer of these things, it's 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 vital, I think, to get this this kind of thing going, right? Mm-hmm. It in, is. In, it's, in, it's, uh, in today's world, it's a it's a, a I think what you're talking about is a, a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, because again, having just 25 people come to the programs that we offer in Santa Rosa. Uh, you you kind of got why am I continuing to do this you know but then on the other hand when you do a program and you know how much people receive and people are really attentive and enthusiastic and appreciative they take that away with them they take it in their hearts and as long as they can remember they will carry it with them and it will impact the way they are with other people and, and it'll be a place where they can go it, to further own inspiration, you know, when they're feeling down, if you can go back and point to things like that, it helps uplift them. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the word word inspiration because that's our job, right? To inspire people as organizers, oh, yes. as uh, as facilitators, as uh, as impresarios. Um, um, basically, we help people to get better at themselves, to to get better people to 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 be better basically to be, be better organists to be better storytellers everything and if we can do that then our job is so much more meaningful right yes and if, if we can just transport 
all of us, including the performer, you know, to someplace else, not very far away, uh, for just a few blinks of time, it, it makes everyone better and it helps to make the world better. So, Beth, I'm conscious of your time here, and you've been so generous and inspiring. We, I'm not hesitating to to use this word today. Inspiring to our listeners around the world who are listening and enjoying this conversation, and I hope they will get to understand that it's it's a different world today in terms of organ organ performers, organ music, organ venues, everything um, connected to organ, right? And um, what you're doing is so inspiring to people also. So I I hope you can direct our listeners uh, to a place online where they can find you and your work online. Can you give us a link? Yes. Uh, concert mm-hmm. Artist Cooperative. Uh, spell out each word, um, and it's it's just our website, yeah. which is www.concertartistcooperative.com, and it's it's concert with a, with a C, um, and it is well artist with an A, and then cooperative with a C. I'm thinking K as an option, but those are C's in there. So it's in the English spelling of all of those words. I'll make sure I'll put the entire description with the correct uh, link uh, on, on the description of this podcast as well so that people can find you and your uh, your cooperative online and can uh, can uh, go to the uh, to the your website and check out uh, 36 artists right and ensembles that you feature and uh, that's uh, that's what we have right now we'll be down to. 34, uh-huh. you know, coming up, soloists and ensembles, yes, uh-huh. yes. So, back up, it's you know? tremendous. World famous uh, people, I, I saw the roster and um, amazing work they're doing. So, I'm, I'm sure they are so grateful for your work because you're helping to spread the word for them and uh, other people could, knew, could not do what you're doing. So, Thank you so much, Beth, for doing this work that matters to, to all over the world organists. So, and I wish you um, many, many inspiring years ahead of you, too. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for asking me to do this with you. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. And I believe that we're once again acting on behalf of a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, who will be listening. And we do care. Yes. Very widely. Caring. So you take care. Yes, caring is underrated, right? Uh, It is underrated. Underrated, yeah. Uh, You could, you know, post, you know, some people uh, do some official, you know, like press release and they think that it's done. No, you have to really care. And that's Mm -hmm. where you come in, right, Beth? Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for caring. And um, uh, we'll talk to you uh, online uh, next time when you have another uh, wonderful year. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog, Secrets of Organ Playing, at organduo.lt, where you will find lots of insights, practical advice, and training for every area of organ playing. 
you can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Pinkavitus. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you online really soon.